0: Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening as humbly as we know how, asking you for the blessings for our citizens and those persons who have been affected by the negative activities of a few in this country. The events in Charlottesville, Virginia has been abhorring to many citizens. We ask that you bring calm. We ask that you bring comfort to us for those families who have lost because of this, the young lady in Charlottesville, we ask you to give that family comfort. And we ask you to give us the ability to do the just and right thing for our community and hope and pray that other communities will do the same as well. These and all of the blessings we ask in thy name, amen. I pledge, of pledge of to the flag of
1: the United States of America and to the republic, republic for which it stands, one, one nation,
2: under God, with liberty and for all. Thank you. that oh so heavy. the roll. Miss Thank you. Gosh, that thing is so heavy.
3: <laughs> Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Miss Graves.
2: Here.
4: Ms. Johnson?
3: Here.
4: Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smigel? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Dr. Wibley? Here. Mr. Alexander?
3: Here. Uh, The motion is to excuse Councilwoman McClellan.
4: Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander?
3: Aye. The motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting.
4: Ms. Graves? Ms. Johnson.
2: Aye. Mr. Riddick.
4: Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander.
3: Aye. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting.
4: A resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of City of Norfolk held in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye.
3: Mr. Alexander. Aye. Uh, good evening again. And for the benefit of those who do not regularly attend our council meeting, uh, the procedure that we'll first uh, take up is ceremonial items. Next, we'll take up public hearings, then the consent agenda, which will be voted on in the block. However, if any member of the council or the public wishes to consider an issue separately, we will remove that item from the consent agenda and we will consider it separately. Following the consent agenda, we will take up any regular uh, take up our regular agenda items in order as they appear on the docket upon completion of the agenda we take up any new business to come before the council to address the council you should have registered with the clerk outside of the council chamber prior to 7 pm when your name is called please come to the podium state your name your address and please limit your comments to three minutes first we have united way with us this evening Uh, Kirk, please come he has a certificate uh, and like that he would like to present to the council,
5: please come Thank you, mr. Mayor and city council members. Uh, my name is Kurt hoflick I'm the president of Centera Norfolk General Hospital and the vice chair of the United Way board uh, Tonight I am here as a community volunteer to say thank you uh, we count on city employees to keep us safe and uh, help us in times of of trouble to build our roads, care for all of our buildings and parks. Uh, we are totally dependent on our city employees for our quality of life. Uh, but your employees have gone way beyond that. Uh, last year, uh, the city of Norfolk employees have contributed 150,449 dollars, and the money is still trickling in. And so over the past couple months, that's actually increased to just over $160,000 to benefit our community. Over the last five years, uh, the employees have contributed over $734,000 to benefit this community. That means a lot of people in need. Count on you, count on the city employees to help them out in a rough time. And on behalf of all them, I'd like to say thank you for all of your help and present you with this um, memento of appreciation from the United Way.
3: Mr. Clerk, be
4: one uh, This item, Mr. Mayor, is the receipt of bids pursuant to invitation to bid and notice of public hearing scheduled for this day, pursuant to state law, public notice having been inserted in the local press to accept bids for a long term garage parking agreement with a term of 20 years for 56 parking spaces in the Freemason Street garage located at 161 Freemason Street in the city. With the option to relocate parking spaces is available to the Bush Street garage located at 112 West City Hall Avenue Subject to certain terms and conditions. How many
3: bids have been received one has been received. Please read the bid and mark it for identification
4: this bid is uh, uh, the undersigned 161 Granby Street LLC Submits its bid to enter into a garage parking agreement with the city pursuant to which it will lease up to 56 spaces in the Freemason garage With the option to relocate spaces to the Bush Street garage as available for an initial term of 20 years at the rate established by the City Council. For unreserved residential parking currently $50 and 50 cents parking space per month both garages in accordance with the terms and conditions set forth in the term sheet. Which is to be attached to the ordinance approving the lease as Exhibit A maximum amount payable under the lease if all the parking spaces are leased. Based on current rates is six hundred and seventy-eight thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars.
3: Thank you. Are there any additional bids? If there are no additional bids, I declare the bidding closed. Is there any member of the the public who wishes to be heard on this matter? If there is no member of the public wishes to be heard on the matter, I declare the public hearing closed. Is there any is there a recommendation from the staff regarding the bid received from 161 Granby Street LLC
6: uh, mayor city staff recommends that the bid by 161 Granby Street LLC be reviewed by city staff and a recommendation be made to the council at your September 12 2017 meeting
3: is there a motion to continue this matter until the next meeting of the City Council on September 12 2017 to receive the recommendation of the city staff and to consider the bid from 161 Granby Street LLC I so move I second the motion. Is there any further discussion? If not, I will ask the clerk to call the roll. Ms. Graves?
2: Aye.
4: Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH1? This is a matter of a public hearing uh, scheduled for this day under state law on the application of the City Planning Commission for a general plan amendment to incorporate new or modified actions, text, and maps based on recommendations from the April 2017 biennial evaluation of Plan Offic 2030. And the Planning Commission recommends approval on a 6 0 vote. Mr. Clerk, call the roll. I have an ordinance to amend the city's general plan so as to add and modify actions related to Vision 2100, the citywide affordable housing study, the Hampton Roads Hazard Mitigation Plan, and other updates identified by the Planning Commission's biannual review of the plan, Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander?
3: Aye. PH2, motion to continue until September 12th. Ms.
4: Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH3. Public hearing three scheduled for this day to hear comments approving the terms and conditions of a lease agreement between the city and the generic theater of Virginia, Inc. for certain premises being Little Hall, located in Chrysler Hall at the corner of St. Paul's Boulevard and Charlotte Street, Norfolk, Virginia.
3: Call the roll. I have an
4: ordinance approving the terms and conditions of a lease agreement between the city and generic theater of Virginia for certain premises being Little Hall in Chrysler Hall at St. Paul's Boulevard and Charlotte Street and authorizing the execution of the lease agreement. dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopting Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH4? Public hearing four scheduled for this day to hear comments approving a lease agreement between the city and Spirit Cruises LLC for the lease of a portion of the city's face of pier berthing area on the downtown Norfolk waterfront. Mr. Clerk, call the roll. I have an ordinance approving a lease agreement between the city and Spirit Cruises LLC for the lease of a portion of the city's face of pier berthing area on the downtown Norfolk waterfront and authorizing the city manager to execute the lease agreement on behalf of the city. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopting Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander.
3: Aye. Page 5.
4: Public hearing 5 scheduled for this day to hear comments approving a lease agreement with the KBD Group LLC for the lease of city-owned property located at 226 East Main Street. Okay. call the roll. I have an ordinance approving a lease agreement with the KBD Group LLC for the lease of city-owned property at 226 East Main Street dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopting Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. six. Public hearing six scheduled for the state to hear comments approving the release to Cromwell 2434 LLC of the southern twenty-five feet of a fifty-foot drainage easement located over the former right-of-way of, of McLamore Street in the city of Norfolk for the sum of three thousand five hundred dollars. Call the roll. I have an ordinance approving the release to Cromwell 2434 LLC of the southern 25 feet of a 50 foot drainage easement located over the former right of way of McLemore Street in the city of Norfolk for the sum of $3,500 and authorizing the city manager to execute an appropriate deed of release on behalf of the city. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Page seven. Public hearing 7, scheduled for this day to hear comments approving the release to 225 West Olney LLC of a 30-foot drainage easement located at 225 West Olney Road in the city for the sum of $10,850. Mr. Clerk, call the roll. I have an ordinance approving the release to 225 West Allney LLC of a 30-foot drainage easement at 225 West Olney Road for the sum of $10,850 and authorizing the city manager to execute an appropriate deed of release on behalf of the city. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopting as graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigiel. Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander?
3: Aye. look
4: Public hearing eight scheduled for the state to hear comments to amend and reordain section 14.1 23 Old Amending Precinct so as to change the name of the precinct to Larchmont School and change its boundary to amend subsection 14.1 79. Uh, subsection nine so as to change the name of the precinct from Old Dominion to Larchmont school precinct to amend section 14.1-89 so as to change its name to Larchmont school and change the location of its voting place To amend section 14.1-24 so as to change the boundary of the Larchmont library precinct and amend section 14.1-138 to change the address of the voting place of the ocean view precinct Just click call the roll I have an ordinance to amend and reordain section 14.1-23 Old Dominion Precinct to change the name of the precinct to Larchmont School and change its boundary to amend subsection 14.1-74 subparagraph 9 so as to change the name of the precinct from Old Dominion to Larchmont School Precinct to amend section 14.1-89 so as to change its name to Larchmont School Precinct and change the location of its voting place to amend section 14.1-24 to change the boundary of the Larchmont Library precinct to amend section 14.1-138 to change the address of the voting place at Ocean View precinct dispense for the charter requirement reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye.
7: Mr. Alexander? Aye.
3: Mr. Clerk, uh, C1 through C18 will be considered in a block. Um, Mr.
4: President, could we, uh, Mr. Mayor, could we um, Approve the consent agenda with the exception of C4 and C5, please. Yes. Okay, approve the consent agenda except C4 and C5. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smiggle Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. C4? The C4 is an ordinance granting a special exception authorizing the Operation of an eating and drinking establishment named Fuddruckers on property located at 7750 Tidewater Drive, Suite 301. And uh, dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Miss Graves, aye. Ms. Johnson, aye. Mr. Riddick, aye. Mr. Smegel. aye. Mr. Thomas, aye. Dr. Wibley. aye. Mr. Alexander, aye c5 and c5 is an ordinance granting a special exception uh, to permit the operation of a religious institution named way of truth church on property located at 2322 maltby avenue Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt ms graves
2: Aye. ms johnson um is there anyone here for c5
8: No, I just
2: I just wanted to say, much success in your your, your daycare for um, that community is much need needed, and I appreciate it.
4: And your vote is aye, Miss Johnson. Uh
2: oh, I'm sorry.
4: Aye, <laughs> Mr. Riddick. Aye, Mr. Smigel. Aye, Mr. Thomas. Aye, Dr. Wibbly. Aye, Mr. Alexander. Aye. And there's a 5A. 5A? B- yes, sir. An ordinance granting a special exception to permit the operation of daycare center by way of Truth Church on property located at 2322 Maltby Avenue. dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves?
2: Aye.
7: Ms.
4: Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. All right. R1? R1 is an ordinance permitting Norfolk Academy to encroach into the right of way of Wesleyan Drive with a sign with the Charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves Aye. Ms. Johnson
9: aye mr. Riddick aye
4: mr. Smigel aye mr. Thomas aye dr. Wibley mr. Alexander aye R2 an ordinance granting 415 Gramby Street LLC permission to encroach into the right-of-way at 411 Granby Street approximately 102 square feet for the purpose of outdoor dining and approving the terms and conditions of the encroachment agreement Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3. An ordinance permitting Old Dominion Shopping Center, Inc. to encroach into the right-of-way at 4710 Hampton Boulevard with a freestanding poll sign. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, R4 motion is to continue until September 12th. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Schmeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Abstain. Mr. Dr. Wibley? Aye. What was that we were on? R4.
3: Okay.
4: Continue. Yeah. Are going to continue? What did we have? So we're voting. Oh, motion okay. to okay. Uh, okay. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander?
3: Aye. R5.
4: An ordinance approving a lease agreement between Monticello Avenue LLC as lessor and the City of Norfolk lessee for the lease of property owned by Monticello Avenue LLC located at 861 Monticello Avenue, authorizing the City Manager to execute the lease agreement on behalf of the City and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $38,898.64 from funds heretofore appropriated to cover the rent payments for the remainder of the fiscal year 2017 2018. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smigel. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Abstain. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander.
3: Aye.
4: R6. An ordinance authorizing the acquisition of a certain parcel of property located at 1001 Campos Place for the purpose of revitalizing the Campostella Heights neighborhood, approving the terms and conditions of the purchase and sale agreement and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $150,000 from funds heretofore appropriated for acquisition of the property. And all related transactional costs dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves?
2: Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye.
4: Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigo Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R7? An ordinance approving a right of entry permitting Colston Jones to go upon and use certain city owned property numbered and designated as 1351 and 1371 Hanson Avenue for multiple dates for cyclocross clinics and competition events. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopting, Ms. Graves?
2: Aye.
4: Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R eight? An ordinance appropriating $185,708 if and when received from the sheriff and authorizing the expenditure thereof towards salaries and benefits uh, for three sheriff employees. Dispense All with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander?
3: Aye. R9, Ellis James?
4: I'll, may, Mr. Mayor, hey. I'll put it on the yes. floor. Um, an ordinance approving the acceptance of receipts from a special revenue project, the Sheriff's Community Corrections Program, appropriating $586,000 for fiscal year 2018, authorizing the expenditure thereof by the Sheriff. Authorizing the sheriff's continued employment of 12 persons for the program and providing funds for the salaries and benefits. Mr. James, welcome.
8: Thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of the Norfolk City Council, my favorite city manager, Mr. Doug Smith. Hi, th- my name is Ellis W. James. I reside at 2021 Kenlake Place here in the city of Norfolk. I would like to indicate as a taxpayer and lifetime resident of this community, my pleasure and my confidence in Sheriff Barron. This may be the political season, but I'm not here for politics. It is extremely important that this program go forward, and I have confidence that the report and the proceeds are well accounted for, and I know from interaction with the sheriff that these employees have done a good job And they need to be acknowledged with these funds and benefits by our city at a time when we have had other problems and concerns. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you.
4: Clerk, dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Uh, That's all I have for the agenda. I have four additional items, Mr. President. Go right on. Um, The first is numbered R10, and it is an ordinance to cancel the regular weekly city council meeting scheduled for Tuesday, September 5, 2017, at 4 p.m. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves.
2: Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye.
4: Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. The next is R11, and it is an ordinance to schedule a council retreat on Monday, September 18, 2017, and Tuesday, September 19, 2017, and to move the location from the council chamber of the City Hall building to the Attics Theater. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander?
3: Aye. Um, Mr. Clerk yes, a few comments uh, yes, before we take up the next two resolutions yes, um, earlier this evening the council held, held a discussion on a subject of moving the Confederate monument uh, from its present downtown location at commercial place to Elmwood Cemetery for a number of reasons including recent disturbing events in Charlottesville that resulted in the tragic deaths of Heather Heyer and Lieutenant H.J. Cullen and Trooper Burke M.M. M. Bates of the Virginia State Police Our consensus is that the time has now come to move the monument. This is not the first time a council has considered such action. In 1927, in 1930, and again in 1958, there were proposals to move the monument to other locations. Ultimately, that didn't happen. Last week, in response to past requests to move the monument, in recognition that such monuments have become lightning rods of controversy and tragedy, and that Norfolk's Confederate Monument no longer fits downtown, a proposal was made to the council to consider moving the monument to a more appropriate location, Elmwood Cemetery. Indeed, following a May 16, 1907 ceremony of the monument's dedication, the Virginia Pallet reported that a long procession of military and civic organizations marched to Elmwood Cemetery, where flowers were strewn on the graves of the martyrs who died on the field of the battle nearly half a century ago. There are other sound reasons to recommend this. The monument bears the inscription, Our Confederate Dead, 1861, 1865. In similar fashion, a monument in West Point Cemetery to fallen Union black Civil War veterans bears the inscription, To Our Fallen Heroes, 1861 through 1865. West Point holds remains of fallen black Union Civil War veterans Elmwood Cemetery holds the remains of fallen Confederate veterans. Clearly then, a motivating factor for creating both monuments was to honor black Union and white Confederate (laughs) Civil War veterans from Norfolk, family members and friends who perished during that violent and bloody struggle for freedom and equality. It is therefore fitting and proper for these monuments to share similar locations and to be on equal footing that being in cemeteries wherein lie the remains of Civil War veterans. The monuments speak to a moment in our nation's history as formative as the revolution. Some might say it was the final struggle of the revolution. Neither should be destroyed. Both should remain in public setting. I believe both monuments have the power to teach and inform future generations of what and who we were. I believe they can be used as a springboard to talk together about who we are today and what we can become tomorrow. As we all know by now, there are provisions in the state code that prevent us from moving the monument without first seeking a legal opinion from the attorney general. We have made that request for an opinion, but it was simply not possible to provide an opinion in time for tonight's meeting. Therefore, Resolutions have been prepared, expressing the council's desire to move the monument and requesting the attorney general to expedite providing us an opinion on the legality of doing so. And I would ask the clerk to put the matters before us tonight. Both resolutions, Mr. Clerk.
4: This is numbered uh, R12 and it is a resolution expressing the desire to relocate the Main Street statue honoring Confederate soldiers and requesting the attorney general to expedite providing an opinion regarding the legality of relocation adopt the resolution miss graves
2: i just want to make sure that i'm clear on this in that um this resolution is basically contingent upon a favorable opinion by the ag as far as the action that we could take without suffering any kind of individual
8: legal repercussions uh, uh, Yes, you stated it correctly that it expresses the council's desire to relocate it uh, But delay delays doing so until after the Attorney General has had the opportunity to address the ambiguities in the statute Okay, very good. Um, I just want
10: to
2: say also. Thank you um, to the mayor for um, for this idea for the suggestion I think it's very timely. I think that um, it will um, help to it, moving the statue if we you know, are legally permitted to do so will help to begin to um, heal our city and as well as continue conversations about our past because we can't forget our past. Um, if we do, we're doomed to repeat it again. Um, but I think that it will help us to move forward in terms of um, healing and reconciliation and I also I, I like the location, the placement of it, especially having black Union soldiers having uh their memorial in cemetery there um all of the dead can rest in peace together. I vote I Miss Johnson. I would just like to say to the citizens, thank you for um your input, your suggestions, your ideas. And please always remember, and to my colleagues here on council, that I believe that we're one. We will always be one, and I appreciate um, my colleagues. Thank you so very much. Aye. Mr. Riddick?
8: I vote aye.
4: Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley?
11: Yeah, thanks so much for all the people I've heard from on this. Aye.
4: Mr. Alexander? Aye. Item R13 is a resolution in support of the city of Charlottesville and reaffirmation of the city of Norfolk's commitment to the values of equality, inclusion, diversity, and the rule of law. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Graves?
2: Aye. And thank you, uh, Council Ms. Meagle, for bringing this to us.
4: Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley?
12: Aye.
3: Mr. Alexander?
4: Aye. And that's all I have mr. Mayor.
3: Thank you In the New business uh, we have speakers uh, We have three minutes and when I call your name, please come to the podium When I call your name, please come to the podium State your name and your address and please limit your comments to three minutes uh, the first speaker is James acres
0: Mayor Alexander, members of council, thank you for hearing me this evening. My name is James Acres, and I live at 728 Rhode Island Avenue. That's at the corner of 4900 and Mayflower, Mayflower Road. Uh, that's right on the waterway there. And my purpose tonight is to come and ask you to please do not remove the signs uh, that the ordinance refers to as no fishing and no crabbing along Mayflower Road. I'm actually asking you also to reaffirm the existing ordinance. That Ordinance has existed since 1979. It was reaffirmed in 1999 as well And it came about not not by accident But for reasons that came from our citizens who live along that way and in the neighborhoods Because they had experienced problems that affected their homes their property their health their welfare and their safety Uh, It didn't just happen because the city decided to have some proposal and ordinance to limit fishing and crabbing. Actually, the fishing and crabbing is what I consider a, a, a nuisance, an attractive nuisance. Um, and I think that removing it, removing the signs will lead to problems again, and that we will be back here before you, the Civic League, and members of the Thank neighborhood.
3: Mm-hmm. Sorry, sir. No we, problem. We continue.
0: Thank you very, very much. Um, I don't believe that the people who have voted to remove the ordinances and the signs have fully considered the impact, the negative impact of doing so upon the neighborhood. Um, because it really affects not just the people along the waterway, but everyone. It affects the values of the homes and the quietude of the neighborhood as well. Um, I don't know what else to say to ask you other than that, and I do hope that you will give great consideration. And thank you very much for hearing me.
3: Thank you, Mr. Harris. Thank you, uh, Romy Singh.
13: Honorable Mayor and City Councilman. <clears throat> my name is uh, Romy Singh. I'm a president for 7-Eleven Owners Associations, and I'm also Vice Chair for National Association. Uh, I'm here to represent my uh, 7-Eleven franchisees. Can you please stand up? We have made uh, we have 47 stores in the city. And we generate more than $100 million in a sale. And we pay a ton of taxes to the state and the city. Uh, all we are asking in return is the safety of our employees, mm-hmm. safety of our investment. And we need a safety to our uh, associates, which, which works there. Last month, uh, on 21st Street there was not only the woman was it was a armed, ro- armed robbery but also there was a uh, sexual assault so we need a protection right now our businessmen you know we can't sleep at night we don't know what's gonna happen and this is ongoing situation uh, last year I have myself I've met with the police department and, but we don't see any results. We need your help, and that's why we are. Uh, even though there are, uh, we press panic buttons, their response time is not adequate. It, they don't show up in timely fashion. So we don't, even carrying alarms, we can't even find employees. So how do you want us to run a business? So that's all my message. I really appreciate it. We need a protection and we need your help to protect small businesses. Thank you.
3: Thank you for coming. Um, Michael Goldsmith is not here, but I want you to see probably uh, Steve Hawks, uh, tall guy over to, the, to, your, to your right, my left. He'll meet you in the back and he'll uh, uh, take some of your information and see if we can uh, get to the bottom of what you've shared with us. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Cindy Cutler.
11: Hello, thank you. I'm Cindy Cutler. I have resided in Norfolk in the Willoughby area for over 32 years at 9722 12th View Street. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Council. Thank you, City Manager, for this opportunity to speak. And a special thank you to you, Councilman Riddick, for bringing the attention of decriminalization of marijuana to our Council. And also to you, Mayor, for continuing this conversation with Speaker Tommy Normant. and for you, Congressman Smeagol for congressman. making it got promoted. Oh. Congress,
9: <laughs> not yet. It's a bigger pay. What did I say? Councilman, <laughs> he's a congressman.
8: That's Con-
11: Councilman <laughs> <laughs> Smeagol <laughs> for bringing this to the attention of the Virginia Municipal League Executive Board. Um, and thank you, all of Council, because of you. Norfolk, Virginia is a leader and has started a conversation of decriminalization across the state and I'm here to ask for support for three important matters number one Include decriminalization of marijuana as part of the city's legislative agenda to the General Assembly We've allowed 80 years of bad policy to overpopulate our jails and prisons and disproportionately harm people of color the poor and the mentally ill. I want to show you a bag, it's a half an ounce. It's a half an ounce of oregano, but if it had been <laughs> marijuana, I could spend a half an ounce of marijuana, I could spend up to 10 years in our, in our prison. I could have a $2,500 fine. A marijuana arrest of any amount is a permanent record and can impact my future employment, housing, Pell Grants, and more. We know 8 out of 10 Virginians favor reducing the penalty of possessing small amounts of marijuana to fines, not crimes. Decriminalization of cannabis would free millions of dollars now used to prosecute users, free a substantial amount of law enforcement resources, which could be used to prevent more serious crimes and free a substantial amount of prison resources. Number two, also as a part of the city's legislative agenda, please include your support for medical legislation to let doctors decide. A recent poll reported the overwhelming majority of Virginians. 92% and what else do 92% of Virginians agree to? They support doctors to recommend marijuana to their patients because Congress and the DEA have failed to make medical cannabis legal. Despite ample evidence of its security and efficacy, the majority of states have enacted their own laws to protect patients. 29 states and the District of Columbia now have a comprehensive workable medical marijuana law And lastly, number three, I've had conversations with most every member on council, and I believe all of you support decriminalization. I thank you, and I ask you and everyone in this room to please tell Virginia State Crime Commission to decriminalize marijuana. We have until this Friday, August 25th. The Virginia State Crime Commission members are seeking written comments from the public regarding decriminalizing marijuana possession under current Virginia law for an offense. The possession of less than one half ounce of cannabis is classified as a criminal misdemeanor punishable by up to 30 years in jail and a $500 fine. Visit vanormal.org to take action and submit your comment. Thank you. I'll be watching the the council for your leadership. We can lead the way and I thank you for your time. I'm grateful.
3: Thank you Cindy. Yeah. And, um, Mr. Mayor yes, just to let
6: the council. know um, I was excited to call Cindy uh, earlier uh, Or last week to let her know that the Virginia Municipal League's legislative body which is made up of Republicans Democrats independents from all over the state agreed to move that issue um, on their agenda to vote at the annual conference uh, to be part of their legislative package, so it was really neat because nobody opposed it, um, including the medicinal use um, as well as decriminalization. So I think it's become a statewide issue now um, that everybody's realizing uh, would benefit uh, all of our localities. So uh, and thank you for um, helping us lead that as well, Cindy.
11: It's been your leadership. This council has really started the conversation across the state. So thank you. Thank
3: you, um, Melissa seek
10: I'm not sure I can top that but (laughs) I my name is Melissa seek and I reside at 424 Maryland Avenue and I am the secretary of bike Norfolk a nonprofit organization here in town so if everyone from bike Norfolk can stand for a second please Mm -hmm. so I would like to say thank you um, on behalf of the council members of the nonprofit organization bike Norfolk Uh, thank you for recognizing the need for bike infrastructure here in Norfolk and beyond THERE ARE MANY BENEFITS TO HAVING DEDICATED BIKE LANES, AND THESE BENEFITS HAVE BEEN STUDIED AND SEEN IN MULTIPLE CITIES THAT PROVE uh, BIKE INFRASTRUCTURE IS A MUST FOR A GROWING ECONOMY. SO THESE BENEFITS INCLUDE LESS TRAFFIC CONGESTION uh, BY REDUCING THE NUMBER OF CARS TRAVELING, AS WELL AS INCREASING THE HEALTH AND SAFETY OF THE RESIDENTS. SO I PERSONALLY TRAVEL ON THE BIKE LANES MYSELF. And I'm riding and commuting, and I've seen families and other uh, people out using them. And the number of riders I've seen in Norfolk has increased since I moved here four years ago. So we at Bike Norfolk support the effort of the city and will gladly partner to help continue uh, the effort of making Norfolk bike friendly. So we understand there has been some opposition to the bike lanes. (laughs) We've all seen that and heard that. Uh, But change is often met with concern and questions, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, By moving forward and continuing to work to provide the positives of the bike lanes as well as addressing the concerns um, In a few years Norfolk will start reaping the benefits um, That we see from these other cities So we look forward to seeing a city where more people and families are getting outside uh, Walking and biking and doing so safely. So thank you for everybody um, for their continued support. Thank you. Thank you Thanks for coming down
3: Heather cobble
14: Good evening, Hi. Mayor, Council. Hi. People. Hi.
3: Welcome.
14: Uh, my name is Heather Kolb. I reside at 9430 Wells Parkway. I've been a resident of <clears throat> Norfolk for a little over seven years. I've been bicycling here for a couple years longer since my ship was stationed here before moving shoreside with Military Sealift Command. I am a multimodal commuter, um, as I do not own a car by choice. This means I usually bike to the bus. Take the bus to Jeb Little Creek and then bike to the office. Um, Then I usually end up uh, biking the five or six miles to home. Um, Most of my mileage, however, comes on the weekends. I ride with Team Portsmouth and train for charity events, um, sometimes racking up over 100 miles uh, between Saturday and Sunday. Over the years, I've seen a lot of positive changes for the cyclists in Norfolk. This includes bike lanes in Ghent, as well as Sharrows and Granby and Ocean View Ave. I've noticed the protection on the Berkeley Bridge from from motorized vehicles. I love the bicycles may use full lane, change lanes to pass signs on Shore Drive by Jeb Little Creek and the bicycles may use full lane signs on Granby Street downtown. I've noticed more cyclists while biking around town and not just cyclists in spandex, but people young and old, men and women in normal everyday clothes. With all these changes, there is still room for improvement Education for both drivers and cyclists. I cringe to see people summoning against traffic on their bicycles or drivers that yell at people to get on the sidewalk or both that run red lights. I think we should start the education with the youth in the school so they can pass it on to people at home. I would also like the police to actually respond when I send them to a link of a video of a car passing me illegally too close or passing me on the right to go on the shoulder or into parking spots. Maybe there could be a way that their email could accept larger files. I would also like the city not to give parking permits for Willoughby spit, where there's a bike lane and no parking signs all the way down it, or other similar areas. And finally, the city should be forward thinking in their road projects, as there seems to be a blind spot when not dealing with drivers, such as it coming, when it comes to detouring bicyclists and pedestrians, or just putting road signs in the bike lane or on the sidewalk. Many people drive, but all of them are pedestrians at one point of the, at one point in their day. Norfolk should continue its form momentum with bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure. It attracts residents and businesses. It helps keeps its citizens healthy, and it's an invest, investment that continues to pay off in the future. Thank you for your time.
3: Thank you, Scott Kramer.
1: <clears throat> um, thank you members of the City Council for the opportunity to speak uh, my name is Scott Kramer I live at uh, 1213 gates Avenue here in Norfolk and I'm here along with other members of bike Norfolk to speak to you in favor of bike infrastructure and my experience cycling here in Norfolk as a recreational utility and commuter cyclist I've been riding my bikes here in Norfolk on a regular basis for at least the past 20 years I ride around my neighborhood for fun and fitness I bike to the grocery store, to the pharmacy, to restaurants, breweries, to events downtown, even to city council meetings. I have regularly commuted to work at at Norfolk Naval Base, and I've found that it takes more effort than it should to navigate our city by bike, but it's getting better. My bike commuting has taken me through neighborhoods that I never would have driven my car to get through to work. Seeing a neighborhood from the saddle of a bike means you see people on porches mowing their lawns, kids waiting for school buses, you see the changes, new houses going up, older ones renovated, new businesses to check out. When it rains, you see which streets flood up close and personal. Bike commuting is a great way to feel more connected to the city, and I encourage all members of council to give it a try now and then if you don't already. Our city in the past has often built roads and infrastructure that has divided and isolated neighborhoods and people from one another. (laughs) A fully built out bicycle network that encourages new and curious riders can in no small way start to reconnect the dots between our neighborhoods and hopefully even between each other. I want to thank the city for the progress made so far in supporting cycling. The cycling loop uh, bike lanes in Ghent and improvements to the, to the Elizabeth River Trail are a good start towards a more bikeable Norfolk. The upcoming Granby Street bike lanes are also an important step forward as well. Uh, I also want to remind everyone that it's not just about bikes, but about creating shared space for all, including pedestrians, cyclists, car drivers, and transit. We can retrofit our transportation (laughs) environment in thoughtful ways to make things better and safer for all users of our transportation infrastructure. Please continue efforts to implement the Complete Streets policies. If they can do it successfully in New York City, in Washington, D.C., even in Richmond, then we can do it here, too. I want to urge council to please continue to move forward as aggressively as possible on implementing the bicycle and pedestrian strategic plan for Norfolk Let's build a real usable network for bikes here in our city. Thank you for listening
3: Thank you Barbara Jefferson Harris
12: Good evening, Mayor and Council. My name is Barbara Jefferson Askew. I got married Saturday, and (laughs) I've gotten used to the name change. (laughs) Okay. I (laughs) hope
15: your husband's watching. He's asleep, thank God.
12: (laughs) Um, I'd like to speak on the monies being allocated for the schools in our city. I live at 2613. Grandee Avenue and Valentine Place, and uh, I've always been an advocate for children and education. I was a nurse for 35 years. I'm now retired, and I work with children in churches that help children. Our children, ladies and gentlemen, are our future, and I'd like to thank Mayor Alexander and the council for allowing me to speak tonight. Uh, This is my first city council meeting in Norfolk. I've been a resident here for seven years and um, What I'm asking from my point of view is That the city see to it that the monies that are being allocated for the schools in Norfolk be used for the schools in Norfolk so the children will receive the uh, education that they need because we need to upgrade And the second thing I'd like to speak on is that the city will work along with the um, members of the city that are responsible for it to um, make sure that the condition of our schools are upgraded so that our children will have safe places to learn. And thirdly, I'd like to say Prominent and naval and all kinds of families are interested in our city as a place to live. Lots of members of my family, because I'm the matriarch now of my family, because my mother died three years ago. And um, we need to work on getting our schools accredited and so that we can have people come here and want to remain here and uh, the children will receive a better education. And I'd like the council to, if you're not working on it, to research it. And uh, because there are many members of my family that would like to be close to me here, and they're very educated people, and the children are very academically inclined, but they won't come here because of the schools. So uh, thank you for listening to me tonight. Thank you.
16: Welcome to ask you. Harris. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: to Tanya Gainer?
17: Good evening, dear council and fellow community. We are living in a trying time where every action and or decision made is critical to the development of our environment, the development of our children, as well as the future for ourselves. I know the hottest topic today throughout our country are the Confederate statues that depict the Confederacy as well as the trials of slavery, but I have already been here before you on this topic. It is evident that this city has not moved forward too much from slavery. Through the evidences of mass car- incarcerations, the city have more than half of the citizens low to low to mid income, who mostly are minorities, along with the maltreatment of authorities to its citizens. As in the words of Councilwoman Angela Graves has stated, they have taken off their white hats and white sheeted robes and put on police uniforms. The citizens of Norfolk have already spoken on this topic, and if we had handled this in the diplomatic way at the time of question, we could have probably handled this already in a positive, effective manner. We now have to come to a justifiable agreement as far as to what to replace it with. For instance, something that will show the deep roots of slavery here, as well as a depiction of us moving forward in a positive manner together. Someone has suggested for the monument in important to be that of Missy Elliott which I beg to differ because I have yet to see this particular person or really any other celebrity from this region bring anything of substance to the citizens of Portsmouth, Norfolk, or the state of Virginia for that matter. If anything, I believe we should be, it should be a person or object that has really contributed to the well-being of our citizens and environment. I am here today because I would like to discuss a few issues that affect our communities, our education, as well as the economical development throughout the city of Norfolk. First, I would like to place some emphasis on our communities as how they lack the resources to accommodate its citizens, or shall I rephrase that? We have plenty of nonprofits with great ideas, but they lack the initiative to do anything. According to April 2016 Norfolk Community Health Status Assessment Report, it shows that 51% of your citizens live in single-parent households versus the 30% out of the whole state of Virginia. 45.2% of those families are female householders under the poverty level, where the unemployment rate is slightly higher in Norfolk at 5.6%, which is higher than it is across the whole state of Virginia, which is 4.4%. According to the on-time graduation rate, Norfolk at 78.9% is lower than Virginia's 89.9%, as well as the HP 2020 target at 82.4%. There are also racial disparities in the timely graduation rates White and Asian students are more likely to graduate on time than black and Hispanic students. Although we know all of these disparities, the incarceration rate among teenagers and black males continue to rise. There are nonprofits that specialize in providing resources to the mentally ill, single family households, restoring one's rights to help with starting a new business. Unfortunately, we also still have rising percentages of homelessness, unemployment, and mental illness. Education here is not far behind in the ranks as far as failure. Fifty-one percent of Virginia schools denied accreditation are in Hampton Roads. Out of the 15 schools not accredited in Hampton Roads, eight of those schools belong to Norfolk. I attribute this to the disconnection to the lack of funds and lack of good qualified teachers to assist our children in becoming productive citizens throughout a community. I blame this on the fact that the City of Norfolk takes pride in cutting the pay of our Tier 1 teachers who had already proved to you that they were the best for the job.
3: Ms. Ms., can you wrap up your yes. 3 minutes, as, okay?
17: Yes, you. I will. Thank you. Um what i also want to talk about is the uh the businesses how we are contributing money to the businesses yeah. and we're not looking out for our yeah, a, small
3: that's businesses a, that's a different subject okay so okay. why don't you sign up to come back next council meeting we'll give you an additional 3 minutes okay okay do
12: that thank, thank you
3: thank you and see mr james rogers where's james rogers you want to keep yeah so we'll take your take your notes okay thank you for coming
18: Danny Lee again <laughs> My name is Danny Lee Ginn. I reside at 3844 dare circle Uh, we've all uh, Seen what happened in Charlottesville, and we all uh, are very sorrowful uh, to see that this has happened Uh, You've made a a movement uh, to to change this, but I think I have a solution for you Um, We I agree that we should take down uh, the Civil War Uh, monument and move it to a respectful place a cemetery but in looking at uh, the past and the hate uh, I also remember the civil uh, rights movement uh, where uh, cities uh, were burnt down there was massive looting Uh, there was the Black Panthers which advocated uh, the death of white Americans Uh, it was a very violent time in our history a lot of people don't want to go back, don't want to remember that. So my suggestion is, uh, when you take down the Civil War monument, you go to Church Street and you take down the Martin Luther King monument, not destroy it, but you take it to a black cemetery, place it respectfully where individuals can go and uh, visit as they see right, and therefore we eliminate any contention there. Maybe even at the retreat think about taking a, a down all Monuments uh, So that we can get to a point that Mamie Johnson so brilliantly said we need to become a city of one Not a city of hate
3: Catherine Martin
19: Hello Hi. My name is Katherine Martin and I am speaking today as a representative of the Take It Down Norfolk Coalition. If y'all could stand up, thank you guys. We first of all are so pleased to hear that you are taking the first steps towards the removal of the Confederate monument. Um, so a lot of the things I was going to say, I don't have to say anymore. So thank you for that. <laughs> I would like to say that we represent 852 Norfolk residents that have signed our online petition to not only remove the Confederate monument, but to also replace it with public art. That is a prime spot in the middle of our downtown that would be a great place for a public piece of art that would lead and push us in the direction of the unity that you spoke to. And we would love to see that. Filling the space with public art not only creates a powerful symbol of what the Norfolk community does and doesn't stand for, it will also help to alleviate the financial burden since there's already a fund set aside for public works and public art. So that will help us in our struggles with how are we gonna pay for something like this. Uh, The other thing that I would like to say is that the monument has been moved three times in its history already. Once it was moved, in fear of it being damaged while the uh, current Bank of America building was under construction. So we believe that there is a precedent that has already been established for removing the monument and removing the monument. So we would like to just give our full vocal support as you begin this process. We would like to advocate for it being replaced with public art. We believe that there is a precedent already established for the removal of the monument. And we will be back. To check in on your progress, and we thank you very much for your time.
3: Eric Barrett.
7: My name is Eric Barrett. I'm from 2806 Chesterfield Boulevard, and my friend sat down on the why. I keep standing, keep standing. <laughs> um, to piggyback off of what Kat said, I would like to thank you. I'd personally, sir, like to thank you, Mr. Riddick. Um, This is not just the moving of a statue. This is the starting of a long-awaited progress to remove hate, to remove hurt, to remove pain. It's the start of a process to clean our city of those who have struggled, who have cried those who are our mothers and our grandmothers who looked and thought and prayed and hoped and died believing that one day this group of people behind me of all races and all nationalities and all colors and creeds and genders could live together in peace and harmony. So I would like to thank you and would like to encourage you to start not just the process of moving a statue, but the process of building a bridge, a stronger Norfolk, so that we no longer have to have this discussion. We no longer have to wonder and worry and have questions that my sister has asked before about our educational system, our criminal system, or even just the fact that we can't even be one family. So thank you, sir. Thank you, council members, and thank you to all of those who have supported this movement. Thank you. Scott Packard.
6: Mayor Alexander, members of council, my name is Scott Bachran. I reside at 255 College Cross, City of Norfolk. I came here today to implore you to take the action you have just taken uh, with the uh, resolution to move the Confederate monument. Mayor Alexander, your uh, eloquent uh, statement addresses three of the four factors that I wanted to talk to you about tonight. Um, the fact that it's a work of art places it in proper context of its history and helps blunt the fact that it's a symbol of oppression. But there's one additional thing that I wanted to mention briefly that may help in the discussion as you engage um, the legislature in Richmond. And that is, um, it is a symbol of power. And what I mean by that is, um, if you think of monuments on the grounds of a state house or the grounds of a courthouse or at City Hall, by their very location, they are symbols of power. Our monument is at the center of our city at the center of our commerce literally at the front door of a fortune 500 company Norfolk Southern Railroad by its very location it is a symbol of power and I think an additional thing that we can do with your proposal to move it to Elmwood Cemetery is it removes it as a symbol of power and I would like you to consider that as you engage uh, Richmond in uh, going through the legalities of actually moving that monument. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Uh, Moab Archer.
20: Peace and love. Uh, before I go any on, uh, I would like to ask one of the elders in commence can I have permission to speak? Okay. Norfolk is the city that I was born and raised in. I went to school here. Uh, I've been new about the Confederate statues, flags, history, all of that. Uh, But what I'm here to say is the city of Norfolk is a very diverse place where we have people from all walks of life. We live in a time of hypocrisy. We can't say Norfolk is a beautiful place while we still have various Confederate monuments that only honor hate. It's an eyesore to the people who work in those buildings. Let's stand firm and make righteous decisions. I don't come in hate. I come in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. If if I can't love you, then I can't love myself. And if I can't love myself, I will never, ever experience truth. And without truth, we can never have freedom. And without freedom, there will never be justice. So what I'm saying is I, I can say on both sides, yeah, destroy it. Do away with it. This is, this is a monument of, of people that lost. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't see it being, being the American way to keep some things that was lost. Now, due to the history, or whether people want to call it heritage or culture, that was built off the backs of our ancestors. Rather, if they came here on uh, indentured servants, or they were made into chattel, cattle, this doesn't make a right. Now, when, when the gentleman has spoke on if we're gonna knock down These uh, statues, we might as well knock down Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, he spoke in equality. He wanted people from all walks of life to get together. So right now, with what you see right now that are protesting against this this statue, which is not the only one, we are all coming together in unity and as one, with one common cause to get away with it. I mean, my opinion. I would like to see this destroyed. It's because my family fought against the the Confederate Army, and I would like to pay homage with my family. And I believe if that statue was to be destroyed or put in a cemetery, that'll be a victory for me and my ancestors and everyone else ancestors that that are that believe the same things that I'm saying. If if we're if we're speaking. Out of love, let's keep that. Let's not change our mind down the road. It's because we can't get what we want. We have to come together. The higher-ups, the elites, the okay,
3: Finish it, no, okay.
20: The the people that are on the higher-ups, it'll be you people that have to set that fire on them. It's because we we are the we are the generation that's gonna bring in another generation that shouldn't have to be Educated on hate, we shouldn't have to be the bottom of the barrel. It's because that is what that means to my people, and I'm in love with the white brothers and sisters that are fighting for this cause. It's because it's not just my cause; it's theirs. Okay. They no longer want that tag on that back.
3: Thank you, Moab. Thank you for being here.
20: No problem. <laughs> Peace, and love.
3: Um Steve Bagallery. Steve, help me with your last name. Baggerly. Baggerly, Baggerly, okay.
21: And so, yeah, I just want to appreciate the resolution that you all passed on moving the monument and say thank you to you all and lead a round of applause for you. Thanks. (laughs) Uh,
3: Jeff Hewitt.
9: Hi, my name is Jeff Hewitt. I am a resident at 522 Spotswood Avenue uh, over in Ghent. Um, You guys passed a resolution basically saying what you want to do, but seeing that it's not actually been done yet, and seeing that there are things that have to be done, and seeing that I actually heard somebody equate someone who was trying to break chains with people that wanted to keep them I'm going to go ahead and uh, continue with my prepared remarks and have them entered into the public record. Honorable councilpersons, Mr. Mayor, the statute reads our confederate dead right on the front. And I ask you who you think our means in that sentence. Do you believe that in a city that is over 43% African American, our means everybody that lives here? Can anyone honestly tell me that our meant all of Norfolk's residents when it was first chiseled into that stone 110 years ago, at a time when black communities were being deprived of representation in our city, of transportation to work, of an unencumbered right to work in certain jobs, of a right to equal education, property ownership, equal protection under the law, during a time when what we would by every measure today refer to as terrorist organizations were conducting campaigns of brutality to make sure that the power of Norfolk remained in white hands. Of course that statue was a tool in the service of that oppression and it is time to take it down it is time to take it down because statues like these are not built for the dead they are built for the living and it is with the living that our concerns should lie the dead feel nothing and if there is a hereafter they have gone on to their rewards and are beyond such earthly concerns the living feel the dead do not care i say take it down because there are over 100,000 residents of this city who experience revulsion every time they look at it, at the symbols of terror that are carved into it, at the knowledge of what it would have meant for them had the Confederacy succeeded. I say, take it down, because it is an edification on public land for people here and now who believe that some human beings are superior to others by no other virtue than the color of their skin, and who have murdered in the name of that belief. I say, take it down because it's embarrassing. Because it tells the international community that we are still a place that allows these symbols of chattel slavery to retain a foothold. That we will never be a world-class city so long as it stays there. I say take it down because doing so will send a message to every child and every one of our schools that racism is intolerable. How do we tell them that hate is unacceptable when the city maintains its symbols in a place of honor and power? I respect the hesitancy to spend money on this but the message matters as much as the money. Take it down because its absence is a greater statement than its presence. When I first came to Virginia as a child, the very first thing I saw when we crossed the state line was a Confederate flag. I've never understood why that was. It is the decent thing to do, and it has taken way too long. Thank you for listening. Uh,
10: Beth Brooker good evening my name is Beth Brooker I reside at 5432 Douglas Street here in Norfolk I've been here for about two and a half years I'm ashamed to say it's my first time being here but it won't be my last Um, I appreciate the fact that y'all have um, come forth with with the resolution to move the Confederate statue So I'm here to say thank you instead of um, give you my reasons why I needed to be removed. So I would also like to say, as this gentleman here wants to remove the Martin Luther King statue, the two don't even, they're not even comparable. Martin Luther King statue is building people up, giving rights and equality to all. This Confederate statue is about tearing people down and oppression. So thank you. Thank you.
3: Uh, John Barlow.
22: Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is John Barlow. I live at 1828 Croydon Road. I've been here about 30 years, but I am stubbornly holding on to my Delaware accent. Thank you. Um, I wrote uh, actually, actually a brilliant speech here that I was going to deliver, but you all made it irrelevant. Um, I think your decision is fantastic. Uh, it's the most you can do tonight. It's the most you can do. You are voting for the future, not the past. Uh, one little aside, if I may, um, Dr. Martin Luther King opposed racism and he did it nonviolently. That's the word we need to use here. The Civil War produced some 600,000 dead men. And the Confederacy tried to prop up 300 years of human trafficking. Human trafficking that the horror of the human trafficking, I can't describe in the three minutes. But um, anyway, thank you for your decision. Good work. I think you all should be commended. Thank you.
3: Uh, Jeff Porcelain.
15: Good evening. My name is Jeff Portsline. I reside at 730 Kenosha Avenue in Roland Park. I've been a resident in Norfolk for now almost 29 years. As I watch the events that have brought us to this moment, I ask myself, what will be accomplished when all the statues and monuments of the past have been removed? Will racism be gone? Will poverty be eradicated? Will bigotry be eliminated? will rape, murder, anti-Semitism, robbery cease to exist. Removing a statue of our country's past, be it good, bad, or ugly, will not remove today's hatred, greed, jealousy, anti-Semitic, racist nature already instilled in the hearts and minds of our neighbors and our citizens. It is a society which surrounds us, and in which we live, our parents, our relatives, our teachers, friends, and co-workers, it is we, the present, which are to blame for today's present problems, not some statue which represents a dark time in our nation's past. Go ahead and take down your statues and monuments of this great country's past, But take them all down, not just the Confederate ones, the George Washingtons, the Martin Luther Kings, the Thomas Jeffersons, the Rosa Parks, the Theodore Roosevelt, the Abraham Lincolns, and let's not forget Crazy Horse. Tear them all down and what have you solved? The racism, poverty, greed, anti-Semitism, theft, rape, murders will still exist. Whatever particular problem you have, I promise you, to remove a symbol of our past won't fix the problems we face here and now. But what do I know? I'm just a 50-year-old American that happens to be black who was raised to never make excuses or to blame others for your mistakes, failures, and shortcomings. Let me tell you, a good worth ethic, grounded morals, works well. I graduated high school, finished a career in the Navy. And have a darn good career in the uh, contracting industry. And to think I did this all without blaming a statue. I know appeasing the masses and taking the easy left works well for political purposes. But it does nothing to address your true underlying issues. So when you're done tearing down all your statues and monuments, let me know what you have left. If you would like a clue, it's something like this. Racism, poverty, bigotry, anti Semitism will stand taller than any statue you remove, for those are the issues you failed to address. Mr. Mayor, you got serious problems in this town that need serious problems, people to solve them. So, whenever you're ready to fix them, I'm all in. I, as I said before, it is a society which surrounds us and which we live in our parents, our relatives, and our teachers. Friends and our co-workers. It is we the present which are to blame for today's present problems Not some statue which represents a dark time in our nation's past. Thank you.
3: Thank you Caswell Richardson
23: Good evening, mr. Mayor members of the council My name is Caswell Richardson. I'm at 7745 Newport Avenue. I'm an attorney here in Norfolk. I actually was in Charlottesville a week and a half ago uh, for the, during the protests. I went up there with the intention of being part of a group of legal observers. And after witnessing that tragedy, or at least the aftermath, not the actual event, I felt inspired to come tonight. But some people ask, uh, these are just, the statue's just a symbol. What good does it do to take down a symbol? Is it going to change anything? Is it going to change the racism that we have here? Is it really going to do anything? Well, symbols, statutes are symbols, and symbols represent ideas. It's been said that ideas are far more powerful than guns. Joseph Stalin said that, uh, and while we might disagree with basically everything else he ever said or did in his life, he was not wrong about that. Ideas very powerful so something should be done to some some sort of change should be made because by by changing the ideas that are are enshrined a few blocks away things can change by taking down symbols Uh, there's been two proposals that have been mentioned one by you mr alexander to move the statue to elmwood cemetery that's a good one if the attorney general determines that doesn't comport with the state law, there is another. There is the other proposal that was mentioned by uh, Mayor Stoney of Richmond regarding Monument Avenue, and that's sort of to that's to give the statue, the statue or, statue or statues, historical context. And put up a plaque up with a historical narrative so that they become sort of an outdoor museum piece rather than something that um, that pays tribute to the to uh, the idea the, the cause of the Confederacy. If you think there is a there is an example I can um, a parallel that I can think of that's in Germany, there, it's it's actually in Poland. It's in Poland. It's uh, it's Auschwitz. It's there today, not not in any way to pay tribute to what happened there, but to vilify it. It's there as a reminder of uh, what happened in the past, and to sort of and to prevent anything like that from ever happening again. So doing something like that could not would not erase history. It would make sure people remember it, and it would also do a good job of making sure something like that does not happen again. Thank you everyone uh, roy perry bay
21: Royal perry bay executive director uh, for the united front for justice Um, i'm really moved by this council. I want to thank you. I want to thank you um, you have drawn a line in the sand to demonstrate there's no more equivalency with segregation, discrimination, white supremacy, and the pain of it and the weight of it. Those of us who've been in this fight a long time have been targeted by officials and law enforcement and the media and everybody else. But you have demonstrated tonight courage. Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you. I will always remember you as the competing force of true leadership. It takes a lot of courage when leaders are willing to step in the annals of history and make change that no one saw coming. I want to add to the proposal that I, one, don't legally believe that the old Confederate statute applies, and I take issue with that in terms of an opinion. Be as it may, I'm asking you to also insert an amendment to remove all of the Confederate monuments, statutes, or whatever they may be in Norfolk, <coughs> so that we don't repeat this, and also request an expedited hearing by the General Assembly so that it can be moved cat quick. When I come back before you, I will be asking you to do a de-interment of the segregationist, Mr. MacArthur. We've turned downtown into a cemetery, and we must correct this past injustice. He was a segregationist. He was a bigot. I also would like to say to the vice mayor and other members of council, You have now piloted the city forward. It is a great city, and you are great leaders. You are great people, and I just want to thank you. Dr. Martin Luther King gave me my first strawberry milkshake. That was his favorite. I came up under the wings of great civil rights leaders. I know it all so well, the struggle. I'm not here just talking. I lived it. Called nigger and boy go home, and I'm Jewish. I grew up right there in Youngs Park, 800 St. Paul Boulevard, and also in Moton Park, the projects that were now torn down. I was one of the students, Mr. Alexander, under Dr. Ayers' leadership, kicked out of the schools so they could integrate and offer public schools with white people. I know it all too well. My second, and I'll close it out very quickly because they said I had to. So since you've taken the initiative on our renewal request to remove the monument, our second request is we're renewing our official request to Norfolk to rename public streets to Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and dual renaming Princess Anne Road, Northampton Boulevard, one of the city's busiest streets and gateway for visitors would be a fitting name tribute to Dr. King's work and legacy. And I won't go all into it, you all have it, Uh, but I do wanna say, Mr. Riddick, it was a wasted vote of seven votes to designate a street. We need a street name in honor of King and I'm asking us to do that. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
3: Uh, uh, Dave Podvin.
24: Good evening. evening. I'm Dave Potvin. I live in beautiful Cottage Line, Ocean View at 1226 East Ocean View Ave. Lived here for 34 years now, more than half my life. Uh, I like the motion that was adopted tonight. I have one problem with it. I don't know if anyone else caught it. It sounded like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's contingent on the AG saying you can do it. What if the AG says, "Uh uh-uh, you can't do it? That's a problem. I would say fight it in court. I'll help. I was a paralegal for over a dozen years. I volunteer my services to the city attorney's office. I hope, I didn't. I hope my understanding is a little off, and that if the AG says you can't do it, you're gonna, you're not gonna quit. You're gonna go forward. Uh, I know there's a court case pending, I guess, in Charlottesville right now. But I would also, if the cities fail in the courts, if the courts say, uh-uh, you can't do it, please push the General Assembly to change the statute. The statute's got to be changed. Uh, regarding the person who spoke earlier, equating Martin Luther King with a Confederate memorial, give me a break. Give me a break there is no equivalency it's absurd it's objectively racist and if he mentioned crispus attucks i take personal exception i spent my first 30 years in mass the commonwealth of massachusetts one of the other commonwealths crispus attucks died at the boston massacre to free us from oppression from england first guy to die at the boston massacre a black cat uh Finally, I want to make a correction. The Black Panther Party did not advocate killing white folk. They were killed by white folk, by the government. The great Fred Hampton murdered in his bed. Lots of Black Panther Party officials murdered by the U.S. government, Jagger Hoover, Richard Nixon, waged all-out war against the Black Panther Party. Uh, last thing is, I'm a veteran of occupy norfolk as you know we lived across the street from that memorial for a month we should have advocated. i i apologize we should have advocated then to get rid of that thing we had our general assemblies around it we had music events around it i played there wednesday night i'm a musician i played in portsmouth thursday night at the monument there uh we held We had a play around the monument that dealt with the Confederate flag. And I apologize to everyone for not seeing that Occupy Norfolk made that an issue back in 2011. Thank you.
3: Uh, Derek Bishop. Derek Bishop. Dennis Harris. Dennis Harris. Michael Harris. Oh, is this Dennis?
16: All right. Um Hi I don't city council. My name is Dennis Harrison. I was out in 1000 Old Lane, Chesapeake, Virginia, but I was born here in Norfolk. Um, actually, i only been out of Norfolk for two years. I'm not coming to talk to you about the redevelopment project and how I feel as if um, these houses should not be torn down because um, I still have family and friends and children. And I know children who reside and need these homes. And they need these places because these people can't live outside of these homes. They need these communities in order to build. So I feel to realize what. Is it going to do to remodelize these homes? If you don't build, if you don't work in the infrastructure first, you have to work on the citizens before you can remodelize and work on the outside. Because have you ever heard of the expression, beauty lies within and out. outside? So work on the citizens and making no them more beautiful before you try to convert and remodelize their community work with the infrastructure of the community instead of the outside. Thank you. Welcome.
3: Michael uh, Michael Harris. Okay. All right. Okay. He's adjourned. Okay.